morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Folks, thank you very, very much for listening to the day. Today is the 17th of June, year of our Lord, 2021. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of the it's Athletic. It's your birthday. As of this recording, it is my birthday. By the time Happy birthday, to this, buddy. Thank you. Can I be 24? I'm 23. It's my LeBron year. Holy shit, I'm old. Yeah, it's LeBron year, ladies and gentlemen. So today's the 23rd anniversary of the Detroit Red Wings winning the Stanley Cup, going back to back. Uh, can I be honest with you about something? Sure. I don't know who listens to this show, but I've learned over the last few months that people that I don't expect to listen to this show listen to this show. I'll leave it at that. And Do uh, I know? Yes. Okay, I know what you're talking about then. You know, yeah. So... This is the first time in three years that the Pistons didn't wish me a happy birthday. Aww. I just want to throw that out there. So, Well, I mean, if they follow you, little Benedict you Arnold over here. All right. Okay. All right. You said we were going to wait till the end we to are. do this thing? We are. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Can I – I want to say this to you. I want to uh, say this to you, man. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm proud of you. It's been a blast doing this show with you. It sucks that we actually haven't done it, been doing it twice a week because I miss talking to you. Yeah. I'm proud of how far you've come. Um, the stand-up NBA bit, your your YouTube thing, is absolutely creative and fantastic. And I told you that when you did it. I'm like, that's a tremendous angle. You just have great ideas. You 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 know what you want, and you're starting to push toward it. And I'm honored to have you as a co-host, as a friend. And happy birthday, my brother! Thank you very much. I um, it it does bother me that I know we like you and I text every day. We talk every single day. Yeah. But it's different when we actually, you know, we get to talk like this. So I agree. Um, I get I the want, good stories. I want to yeah. just warn some people. Uh, James and I agreed that we thought it might be funny if I got drunk for my for the birthday episode. Yes. So James has been he's been dealing with some stuff. And so I told him I would just drink I would just drink a bunch of beers before we got on because I knew it would cheer him up. Then we got on thirty minutes earlier than I anticipated, so I just started, well I would say fifteen, but yeah I just started pounding as many drinks as I could as fast as I could. So at some point in this episode, they're all going to hit me at once, and things are going to start to go off the rails. So before that happens, let's be coherent. And Nick uh, is in Michigan right now. We are I'm actually right now. closer than we've ever been. Uh. That's true, actually. Well, that's I don't a, know if that's true. I don't know about ever been. We've since been we've in the done same the pod. arena before. Sure. Since we've done the pod. Sure. Uh, so you've done, you've written a lot of, the, this this week so far, you've written two great pieces for The Athletic. Um, the first one was with Kelly Iko. That's how you say the last name, correct? You know what? Kelly's my guy, and I always say Iko. It might be Iko. So we'll just say Kelly I. The yeah. old Kelly I, Hollinger, and you did like a sort of round table thing. John Hollinger was sort of like the mediator between Pistons and Rockets' future. Kelly and, is not allowed in Detroit. Oh, some god-awful takes by him in there. Houston he came Pizza? Off, uh, what he came the, out, huh? Yeah. What in the I, world There were that? people in my mentions that like were tagging Trick Trick and said he's not allowed in Detroit. <laughs> Somewhere in here, and I'm, I'm scrolling to find it right now. Here we go. You had mentioned James. That if there was a package, and this will this later came up in your the the mailbag that you did today, if there was some sort of a trade package, Jalen Brown is you know he, the Celtics are feeling call, fielding calls on Jalen Brown. Um, if the Pistons maybe get you know the fifth or the sixth pick, that you could be looking at what is centered on Killian 
and like that fifth pick and some other filler for Jalen Brown. And you said that you think the Pistons would do that. Can you explain to me why? Okay. Now, again, Uh, this is not, this is not, this was totally speculative. James wasn't, this wasn't like a report that the Celtics are, but why would you think Detroit wouldn't be surprised if that came out though, that, uh, they've fielded like you hear rumors and stuff um this is not a first of all this is not a slight on killian i've been as vocal of a killian um i wouldn't say supporter is the right word but i've definitely been you've been on his on his good side yeah i would say like i see the i've seen the progress i see the value in waiting for a young player to develop i've seen stuff that makes me think he's gonna be a good player now I think that Jalen Brown is very much a type of player that Troy Weaver likes and covets. I know there are some people who don't see him as more than maybe a third best player on a good team. I disagree. I think he could be a second best player um, on a really good team. He's 23 or 24 and has an all-star appearance. Um, He has to share a load with another young star. Yeah. I... I I don't think they give up Sadiq and Isaiah in that situation, especially if you have the fifth or sixth pick. Do I think that they would – I think they would consider Killian solely because there tends to be a lot of guards that come through every draft that are high up there mm-hmm. um, that uh, – I don't know how to say – all right, yeah, I'm, I'm dancing around it. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like there's something that you're trying not to say, so do you want me to move on? No, I would say that of the rookies, I think right now at this point in time, based on short sample size, Killian is probably the one that if there was a trade amongst the three first-round picks, Killian would be the one that I think they would – part ways with first i also Mm -hmm. think he has the lowest trade value because he's been hurt yeah i also think he has the most upside so yeah the fifth sixth pick i think you get in that territory i don't know if i know they like guys in that territory i don't know if they think there's guys that are potential all-stars in that territory which Jalen brown is um yeah what is what is the very least you would give up for Jalen brown exactly this this proposal and that's what I figured. I feel like that yeah. would be the very least that they would do. Well, I think it's entirely reasonable because this actually is a good segue. Because in your mailbag story that came out, was it today that it came out or was it yesterday? I don't remember. Uh, but it was one of the first questions, and this kind of this is sort of a two. This is sort of a twofer right here. James, you have a new guy, and it always really throws me off. I've been this is well documented. Every time you have a new guy in any sense, it always throws me off. Because I always know this little 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 pinch, a little dash of knowledge in there. You know a little something, but I do believe that you also just like this player. Do you want to spend a minute to gas up the guy that you like at that fifth or sixth spot? Um, well, let me preface it with this. I don't think that – you're talking about Zaire Williams. Yep, that's your new guy. I don't – think that if the Pistons pick fifth that he's the pick I might be wrong I do semi-confidently believe that if they were picking ninth tenth in this draft that he might be the pick I think he is in their in their if they had a top 10 big board I think he is in the top 10 
Okay. I like Zaire more than Kaminga personally because I just watch him and I see a, he's skinny. He is skinny. That's obviously he's got to work on his frame. People have questions about the shot. I don't. Um, his but creation's I see his, not a question. I don't the think. creation's not a question. I, I mean, he shoots 80% from the free throw line. Like, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. He He's a solid defender already. I just look at him and I'm like, that's a guy at six nine that could initiate offense. And I just, you just look around the playoffs, you look around the NBA, like that's Jeremy Grant does it, by the way. Jeremy Grant does it. I mean, we could, I mean, the Milwaukee guys, Giannis, Chris, the yeah. Clippers guys. Well, Giannis shouldn't, but yeah, he does. You know what I mean? But yeah, well, that's another conversation. But yeah, we'll get there, folks. I just really like his upside and and the star potential there. Um, but I still think there are a couple guys ahead of him. I would I would at least say I still think Book Knight is for sure. And you in that same story, and I don't remember if it was the same question or not, but you said if we fall in that five six, out of all of the the guys that we could potentially draft there, Book Knight is probably the only guy that would actually start could start day one. Um. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Yeah. So actually, you gonna amend that? I, yeah, I said it in the mailbag. I would say, yeah, of those guys that that person asked about, I would say Book Knight is maybe the only one. But I still think if they bring back Hamadou, Hamadou would start. Okay. Big if there. No, I wouldn't say big if. Okay. All right. We'll have to rewind the tape on that one. Uh, you said before the episode you had a shtick, and I don't know what this is. I assume it's Pistons related. Do you want to do it now? No, my shtick was... Your happy birthday rant. Oh, you're doing my happy birthday thing. Okay. The lottery. Damn, that didn't hit you like I thought it would. I thought I was being I, uh, sentimental. I was waiting for a tear. I thought you were going to do some gimmick where we. No, we, I was being yeah. sentimental. No, well, no, then I sincerely appreciate it. I just I just misunderstood. I didn't realize what that was. It meant a lot to me. Okay, good. Because um, sometimes I don't text you as much because I'm like, I don't want to text you during Bucks games because here's what I don't like. I'm going to. We'll get back to the business in just a second. I don't like that. James, it's your birthday, so I'll let you. I'll let you diverge. I don't like that James. Uh, Trolls you. I, 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 yeah. Oh man, I said this was gonna hit me. It's all hitting me at once. Um. So, anyways, the lo- the lottery is in five days. We are five, five plus seven minus three. Nine. Good job. We are five days away as of this release from the lottery. Uh. James, is there any sense from you, just as somebody who has to cover the team, we as fans, of course, we want Cade Cunningham. Can I ask you, is there any sense of, like, deep down, I don't know if this is something that you would like to admit or if you will care to, but if you are a beat writer, your job is to cover a team and sort of get creative with stories, something that I think that you are among the best at at The Athletic. Thank you. Some say the world, but if <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> super max eligible <laughs> if you are detroit and you get the number one pick in the draft there has to be some sense of oh, that kind of sucks from my perspective short term because if we got anywhere from three to five or three to six i mean i could be super speculative kind of get creative do some collabs with you know other writers from different teams who are you know below us or ahead of us yeah whereas if you get number you can't do anything creative it's Cade and that's that you know what i mean like is the it, does that is that worrisome i can't think of the word but yeah worrisome's not the word but that's a great question um so yeah there's two, there's there's a it's a double edged sword right so i we still have a lot of summer left like it's it's mid june where camp doesn't start until the end of september 
media days, not to the end of September, if things are back to normal, which it seems like they might be in, in regard to scheduling. If Cade's number one and we find that out, on, if the Pistons get number one and we find that out on Tuesday, you crank out a great Cade story, you follow Cade at the Summer League, and the interest is riveted up, ratcheted up come the season. So there are benefits. Mm-hmm. Some of the negatives, and people might not understand this if they're not in the business, and it's not that big of a negative. It's just when a guy, and I would say Cade is not on the hype level of Zion, Anthony Davis, some of the some of those guys when they well, came he's, out. So I was talking to someone about, about this the other day. I go, we know that Cade's number one. But he's not Zion number one. But he's also not Anthony Edwards. I guess you gotta take him number one. I think Cade's in, has reached a healthy middle yes. where it's. But it's it's obviously leaning more towards Zion because there's legitimately zero question, unless you're. I think was it that Yahoo Sports story that came out where you correctly pointed out that they were just trying to be contrarians and be creative and say something different. Like maybe Jalen Green deserves to go number one. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't. But for them, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. So, with that there's a possibility of added media attention to the Detroit media corps where you get more, let's say um, maybe a, a certain outlet assigns a, a national writer or a regional writer to Detroit. Maybe you get more international media. Um, again, I don't think Kate star power is as high as Zion's and, like ESPN has a designated New Orleans reporter, which they would not have without Zion. I don't necessarily think ESPN would have a Pistons reporter if they get number one, but you never know. And it's not like a, a competition thing. Like I'm not. That's not why I'm saying this. It's just the season is long, and when you cover a team, like it gets drawn out. Like people think our job is all glitz and glamour, and it's a phenomenal job, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But it's it's a grind, and um, so you just want to make sure that from a dealing with people and question asking standpoint that it's it's as smooth as possible. This is all just like very James uh, work type uh, problems. But yeah, then there's, yeah, but if you pick three through six, you have a little bit more options to play with throughout the summer. There's a little bit more of an unknown. Um, I think people would be curious to see which direction Troy goes because there is trust in him. Mm-hmm. There's just a little bit more to play with. But again, like I said, if you get the number one pick, that interest is at an all-time high come when the season starts. So it's a double-edged sword. And either either scenario, in my eyes, isn't isn't bad. Sure. I think sometimes I wonder if the faith that we have in Troy Weaver is not blind, but almost a little bit ambitious. Because he's going to make a bad decision at some point. And I don't know if we're going to crucify him for it or if we're just going to try to uh, – Oh, what's the word? Um, Turn can, on him? I, no, we're just going to try to convince ourselves that, like, oh, it was actually a good move. It was, that was a smart oh, yeah. thing to do, Trevor. You know what I mean? Because we believe that he's – um, you know what the best thing that happened this week was? What? Sean Sweeney has a job. And yeah, he's progressing toward – according per sources, he's progressing toward a, a contract extension or a new contract. Yeah, uh, Jerome Allen. That's uh, it's Jalen Brown's boy. Yep, so and they right. hired three new assistants. I don't have. I know Jerome Allen. I don't have the other two names in front of me. It's been, as you know, a long couple hours. Yeah, uh, people have asked about that. I will say that 
from talking to people, as I mentioned on this pod, um, as I mentioned in athletic stories, there was going to be a shakeup to the coaching staff coming. Um, part of that is this team success rides on development and Dwayne wanted to get some people in there that he likes some new voices, some fresh faces, um, people that he, he trusts to, to, to progress these players careers. So that's, that's the big thing. It's hard to like say who's going to do what X, Y, and Z like right now. Like I can't, I don't know if they even know everything, but I definitely don't know that. So as the season plays out, we'll get more into the assistant coaches, but yeah, it was, it was time for a shakeup. Dwayne had had his, the same staff since he's been here. I think, cause you had asked me, cause Sydney Lowe, that just means that he's gone. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Sydney Lowe's no longer with. I don't know that for a fact, but See, it, it seems like that. You correctly stopped me from giving my Sean Sweeney Sydney Lowe eulogy last week. Yes, because you said you don't know, you don't know what you don't want this to age poorly. Now, mm-hmm. now I will give you credit because half of that did come to fruition. Well, all of it did. I just didn't say which. Yeah. Well, no, because Sydney Lowe's straight up gone. Yeah, but I wasn't going to say I, – I wasn't at liberty to say on the pod which one you could do your eulogy for. I had to kind of gotcha cover okay. the, whole, the whole base. Yeah. Well, Troy Weaver and Tom Gores took care of Isaiah Stewart's guy, so I'm straight. As far as I knew, Sidney Lowe wasn't best friends with anyone on the team. Uh, <laughs> Isaiah Stewart is best friends with Sean Sweeney, so we're good. That's, yeah, that's what Nick wanted. And As, as yeah, far as I'm again, concerned, the rebuild's I don't on know the about. I don't know about – Sydney's future um I would assume based on the hirings and Sean staying that there's some people will be gone um yeah and that's that's that he could go coach the Wizards or the Pels he actually was an assistant in Washington before Detroit is that right I th- wasn't Sweeney in Milwaukee yeah do you have do you oh you might not have been a subscriber yet did Didn't you get, have like, you ever read my Sweeney Yana story Oh, I know about this. You I might need re- to go. Be- I'm, I'll send it to You'll you. You'll have to link me. You'll have to give me the yeah, link. Yeah, I, I, I had a one-on-one with Giannis just to talk about Sean Sweeney and his love for Sean Sweeney. What? Yeah. This was two years ago. You got Giannis in a room. I got Giannis after practice in Milwaukee, yeah. Got there early, set it up. I had their PR guy, Dan, great guy, Tottenham fan as well. How have we never talked about this? I don't know. I, I forgot that you just subscribed two days ago. So I, I figured – I so, thought that was where part of your Sean Sweeney right. love like, came like from, eight actually. eight months ago. It was like eight months ago. No, yeah. I, I was a big Hardaway guy when he was here. I was a big uh, – and then – well, that was it. And then I liked, <laughs> liked Sidney Lowe, and then I liked Sean Sweeney, and that was it. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll link you. I, it's a whole story about their relationship. That is, didn't he get run out of town? Uh, I don't know about. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say run out of town. Sean, I love you. I just. I'm. This is. A, I, know I don't know that. I'm, I'm not doing a shtick. I don't know that. Okay. Run out of I, town. I'm only yeah. asking this because I didn't know that either. But someone was like in my mentions talking about like, well, he got run out of Milwaukee. So and I was like, oh, I didn't know this. Wow. Oh, I mean, that could have been the case. I don't know that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why he left Milwaukee. I I always assumed it was a better opportunity for in Detroit for him to grow his career or whatever. So today was news dump day. Yeah, it was. Most shocking update. Are you asking me for my opinion? Yeah. It's got to be between Scott, two. Scott Brooks and oh. the Wizards not only – and people will be like, 
well, the Wizards suck and they don't like Scott Brooks. Scott well, Brooks did. is the, – the Wizards want their team to make the playoffs every year. Scott Brooks put was the coach of a team that went on a great second-half run and made the playoffs. Um, and I felt like Russ – I mean, you hear stories. Russ loves him. I thought Brad loves him. I'm close with Fred Katz who covers the Wizards. It felt like there was a, a chance he'd come back. So that that just surprised me personally just because I know a little bit more than I think what's out there. Um, the Stan one didn't surprise me, if that's the no. one you thought I was going to go to. Yeah. No, 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 no. It has to be either Kawhi did something to his ACL oh, or I forgot Chris about Paul that. has COVID and can't play in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I forgot about those two. She, so, yeah. yeah, those are like the yeah. It's hard to remember them because it was the first two of like ten different things that happened today. So I don't blame I, was you. Was Kawhi or was Chris first? Shams break I that first. I think Chris was first. I think that was. Pretty I woke shocking. up and they were. I woke up and they were both already out. So I don't remember. Yeah, that was shocking. Uh, and I don't know if it's that he has COVID. I know. He, yeah, I was just because someone. There's but like somebody did reports. Somebody he, did. T- Shams tweeted that one person out of everybody left in the NBA has COVID, right. and then you connect the dots. You, I don't know that for a fact, though. Right, right. Yeah. But then I saw some people were like, no, Chris Paul has the vaccine. And people were like, oh, well, then he's fine. It's like, nope, because you can <laughs> yeah. still get coronavirus, even though yeah. you're vaccinated. Um, pretty wild day. Do you, uh, James, do you have any sort of barometer for when we may never have to listen to another – Hey, Mark Jackson, this team likes Mark Jackson for the coaching job. Hey, this team likes Jeff Van Gundy for this coaching job. Are we almost are done people with that? Throwing those two, are people throwing those names out still? Uh, if there's a, What do you mean? If there's a coaching vacancy, their names get thrown out. Uh, I, know been, no, I, know, I know nothing. I would be surprised if Mark Jackson got an, a job. Yeah. Of, and I would be less surprised with Jeff, but I don't expect that to happen. Well, Where are you, I, can I ask you a question? Sure. You Where are you at today? You want. Where are you at today with some liquor in you? What are you feeling for the Pistons pick on Tuesday? I like asking you this. I like five. Because you're hot and cold so much. You think right now you're feeling five? Yeah, but I've been consistent with that, though. I've been I've been. You don't want to be let down. That. No, no. I think well, that's where it stems from. No, no, no. I, well, okay. Last year I said seven. Last be- week. Or last year? Yeah, and that tracked. That ended up being true. Yeah. And so this year, people were like, well, the Pistons have never moved up in the lottery. Well, the only way we do that this year is if we go, if we pick first. Right. Right? So, you know, I don't I mean, know. I don't. They got his, I, They got it, the best chance. I could make a case for, you know, Mark Tatum rigging this lottery. You know, I could, I could, I could make that case for Detroit. I could do it. But yeah. I just, you know, I feel, I feel really good about fifth and, um, I don't know why I'm talking like that. <laughs> My thing is, based on the momentum that Detroit has, and I know people who aren't Pistons fans may listen to this like, what momentum? They were the second worst team in the league. Nobody, they don't have an all. Like, people in Detroit feel the momentum. They feel the shift. It feels like if it was going to happen, it would be this year. It, it feels like if this was the year to to get the, the pick that you covet, top four, yeah, it would be this year. Well, it, because it, it feels like there's a, a larger – room there's more room for there's more margin for error is that how you would say that there's a because there's we less don't, margin for error no there's more of it explain wait why okay, more wait 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 is <laughs> so more would be if i say there's more margin for error 
That when would you say that, that, I think the, the range that they could draft is wider. Right. Which yes. isn't true. Yes, it is. No. I'm saying and compared to I'm, previous wait. years, it's less. I'm saying that there is the fail the, the the reason that Detroit would be in a bad situation is if we get five or six. But one through four, anywhere in there, that's free. We're fine. Five and six, you can still get a guy. You can still get a guy that I, I'm gonna like on my basketball team. Yeah. But one through four, anywhere in there, that's I, I am considering it a win. So it's a smaller margin of error because they have a 52% chance of landing a top four pick. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. But you get what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Margin of error aside, someone can. How? How? Will you tell us which <laughs> one it is? Hell. Is it smaller or larger margin for error? Uh, so I, I wish you would have just stopped at smaller or larger. Gosh, that would have been a great, iconic pause moment in Bundy Cardigan <laughs> history. <laughs> it's like um, what's the Chappelle bit? Yeah. Uh, Hookup uh, moments and uh, the great greatest moment. hookup moments and uh, not or the greatest moments in hookup history. The greatest moments in hookup history. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, you know why else it would track for Detroit to get a really good pick? Why else, James? I don't. I'm not a very confident guy. I I I maybe I get put off the facade that I am. I, I move in silence for the most part in terms of myself. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of hot right now. I'm not gonna lie. Like uh, temperature hot? No. Or like in the streets. In the streets. Yeah. You are. I'm I'm I we're we're on a rocket on the yeah. Motown Noah train. So as I told you, man, I'm proud of you. I just think that the momentum. Listen, I need, feel like I need to make a bet. Somebody, Kyle Metz, threw this out on Twitter. He said, "If the Bucks, I'm sorry, oof, if the oof, Uh-oh. Freudian slip, if the Pistons Uh-oh. get Cade, I have to stop with Milwaukee or like chill a little bit, not stop, but I have to chill." And I said, "You know what? Tentatively, I think that's fair, and I will let's, agree with you." Let's make a bet right now. Okay. I'm not giving up Milwaukee, so I'm not. All right. Well, that. then I was going to say, if the Pistons get the number one pick, you can't watch a non. Pistons, you can't watch Milwaukee play unless they play Detroit for a whole season. Oh, that's not fair, though, because I just consume basketball. Well, there's, there's 29 other teams. As far as I'm concerned, that is... So you wouldn't give up the opportunity. So if the, if getting the number one pick meant not watching the Bucks for a year well, except I, they play the would, Pistons, would you do it? If there was, if I knew you could track it, I would agree to would it. Would you do it? Oh, wait, it? wait, wait. This is a guaranteed thing. If I agree, like hypothetically... Mark Tatum calls you right now. Yeah. Hey, hey bro. Hey, Mark. Um, I'm a, I'm a, let, me, let me rap to you. What's up? I will give the Detroit Pistons the number one pick. Okay. Number one. Number one stunner. If you don't watch a single Milwaukee Bucks game all year, including the playoffs, if – Unless they play the Pistons, so that's the okay. only game Milwaukee game you can watch. Would do you agree on that deal? Can I watch like the All Star game when Giannis is playing? Sure. Can so I, that means I can't watch the finals? Nope. Stop. <laughs> Stop. I'm gonna, we'll get to that later. You almost got me. Yeah. No, I'd agree to that for sure. For You're sure. lying. No, I'm not. I'm dead okay. serious. If All it right. meant that we got Cade Cunningham, I'll take one for the Pistons fans. Of course. Yeah. Right. Expeditiously, I'll do it. I'll. I'll you know, can I raise you? Can I raise you? Please. Two. Two years. So let's make this a bet. If no, the Pistons no, get number one. you can't one, enforce it because you can't enforce it. You would be at home, yeah. Dude. No, because, and it's also, it's not like a, no. No, because right. I know I'm going to watch the Bucks. Listen, I, I am, I, listen, if I'm going to grow as an entity, I need to cover all my bases. And the Bucks are first base right now. Pistons okay. are on third. 
They're going to tag up at home and go get Kay Cunningham. Do you have any other Pistons questions before I ask you some questions? I don't think we're going to bring back Frank. What's your questions? Why do you say that? I just don't know how it's going to make any sense. Our money is really confusing to me this year. But it's not. I think I think you're thinking Frank's going to cost an arm and a leg. Cade gets so much money, dude. People yeah. don't realize how ex- how much money you lose getting the first pick. Like you, you lose you literally can pay for Cade's annual salary by waiving Corey Joseph. That's a great point cuz you was it 12 or 10 or 12 million that you save? 10 because he's guaranteed 2. Right. Okay. 2.4. So yeah, that's right. You wouldn't need Ooh. And you have the rights to Frank that's right. We talked about that. I always forget we have his bird yeah. rights. All right. All right. I'm sold. I don't think Hamadou is coming back. We'll take Frank Jackson. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, what are your questions? I like so you, Hamadou. I just don't believe it. Go ahead. You don't believe that he's coming back or you don't believe it? I him? don't believe that we're going to be able to bring him back. I don't believe it. Okay. Um, Gary Trent. I, I do think there's a team that's going to make Detroit sweat, but. Can I throw, I'm, without no hands, I don't, can I. Th- I don't I'm know a, the team. I don't know the team. Okay. 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 Uh, maybe I do. Um. That was a wink. I saw that, yeah. Maybe I don't. Now, um, you went to Pfizer Forum. I did. Sorry. Yes, I did. Can you explain your overall – take me through your day. You went to – for people that don't know, explain – I'm not good. I'm not in the YouTube world, so I apologize. Is it Rusty yeah. Buckets? Rusty Buckets. And who's the other one? Cheddar Chicken? Nope. His name's Rudy. Rudy, shout out to Rudy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So he, uh, Rudy is Jacob's editor. He edits all, all Jacob's okay. videos. Rusty I'm not, and I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. I, no, I know you. Weren't. I knew I there. I knew there was a. I thought there was two like funny names. That's fine. Uh, so Jacob was literally just like he was flying in from North Carolina. He's like, "Hey, I'm. Do you want to go to the Bucks game? This is a super long story short." So I was like, "Yeah." Explain who these who uh, Rusty Bucket is for so those. So Rusty who might Buckets, not know. he's a NBA YouTuber, really popular. Got I think 160 some odd subscribers on YouTube. He's like pretty much the main reason I, he kept pushing me to start doing YouTube, and so that's why I did. He actually uh, let me have his camera. Oh, dope! Uh, nice little 700 dollars camera. It's just mine. That was one of the nicest things anyone's oh, ever done for me. Oh, he's balling, balling. So uh, on a whim, he takes a flight to Chicago. We all uh, we take the train up to Milwaukee. And uh, same day of the game, go to Pfizer Forum, and uh, a lot of Bucks fans, you know, said hi to me. My favorite guy, my favorite guy that said hi at the Bucks game was sitting two rows in front of me, and it's somewhere in between, like in the middle of. I think like the they recognize you from Twitter. Oh yeah, I would say there's probably somewhere uh, close to 15 people said hi to me. Wow. Uh, I have standing in that city. I don't even get that at Pistons games. I'm. That's. I maybe like, get like. Two or three a game. People know me in that, like... I, Good for you, buddy. I, that was great for the old ego. They but love yeah. me. So this is why I can't not watch Bucks games. But anyway, my favorite guy. He's, he's sitting two rows in front of me, and uh, he just, like, turns around in the middle of the game, and he's holding up his my his phone next to his face, and it's my Twitter, and he, like, has, like, his... He's, like, just, like, pointing at me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And I just, like, reached down and gave him a little fist bump. That's dope. Um... Yeah, I had a lot of people come and see what's up. I, I got to be honest, uh, that was one of the happiest days of my life. Despite uh, the it, collapse? Or no, they won that no, game. No, they won sorry. that they game. Won that, that, game. Was, that was like their most convincing win. That was a very, like, that was the P.J. Tucker game. Yeah. That was the, I was like, oh my, I'm going to die for P.J. Tucker. It was still Tucker. a little weird. It was weird. Bucks but, performance, but I agree, it was 
probably the best of the series. So we talked about this. We were like in in the arena. You never felt for a second, even when the Bucks were down nine to two, when it was thirty five twenty four. It never felt for a moment like they were going to lose a game. The energy was such that it was like, this is free. Uh, so when they only won by, you know, like single digits, I was like, oh, wow, I thought this game was a little bit more of a runaway. Can I just say this? And can we? Uh, can you remind me that we're going to go through Nick's text, the progression of uh, Nick's confidence during the KD game six, game five? I, I don't think people are going to be interested in that. Oh, Yo, you're crazy. Uh, can I just... I got to see Sam Merrill play minutes in real life in a playoff game. Can you believe you that? You did. Wow, I forgot he did Sam play. Sam Merrill. Yeah, you're right. Played the final minute and a half. You should have seen me. <laughs> Sammy! Oh, my God. I'm yelling. I'm like, he's like 47 feet from the basket, and he's taking the ball to the floor. I'm just like, pull up! Hey, <laughs> Sam! Oh, man. Oh, man. It was such a great moment. And uh, it, it was weird, though, seeing Kyrie get hurt. That's the first time I've ever seen a player get hurt like that. Oh, really? Yeah, I've never seen that before. And um, Did I ever tell you – sorry to interrupt you, but that just made me – did I ever tell you – you know, remember the Andre Roberson injury? Oh, yeah. That yeah. happened in Detroit. That happened in front of me. Yeah, he didn't play for like two years. Yeah, that happened right directly. Like, I had to back up. Wow. Yeah, but go ahead. Um, yeah, you know, and it, I – Everyone was, like, dead silent when it happened, and he stood up, and I was very happy, honestly. Everyone was, like, applauding, you know, and that was good to see because uh, we've been, like, poisoned by Toronto fans and how that can apparently be, you know, be a thing. But I, can I, I also want to say this. People always say, well, James Harden, he only looks like that because he's wearing, you know, a bunch of layers when he warms up. I saw him on the sidelines wearing a T-shirt and a pair of jeans, Unless he's wearing, like, six T-shirts and four pairs of jeans. No, like, James Harden is just kind of chonk. Like, he just is. I don't think he's as chubby as, like, those photos that made him look super chubby in Houston. I'm telling you, man, there's something there. He's he's a thick boy. Pause. I don't know what's going on with him, but it it works, Uh, except in game six. Five. Why do I keep saying six? I know. I kept saying the same thing. Uh, That was great. Honestly, one of the happy – it was – again, it was so good. Milwaukee was – was amazing. Deer District was Detroit needs something like that desperately. Desperately. I think it's coming. Oh my gosh. Well, they got to was... they got to be they got to be good for it to hit, but I I think the setup is in place. Pfizer Forum, that's the third NBA arena I've been to. Uh technically the fourth cuz the Palace counts. Yeah. I'm going to be honest though. I'm not going to pander to Bucks fans. That concourse was miserable. It's very tight quarters. Oh my gosh! It doesn't make any sense. It's, I'm yeah. gonna have a panic attack. Especially on the second level, it's very yes. tight quarters. Yeah. What I'll say, but but then you get in and you know you're in the stands. I love the natural light that comes yeah. in from the top. That's it's, very. It's pretty. pretty big when you get inside. Yes, and it's Pause. very nice. The yeah. arena, like the you know the floor and the stands itself, very nice, great atmosphere, like amazing. But yeah. the concourse, nightmare. very narrow. Yeah, very narrow. I I forgot about and like I was there full capacity. Uh, so like, yeah, it's, it's tight. Yeah, it's tight. Quarters it was a, for so, sure. it was a sold out crowd. Ron Dane, JJ Watt was there. Aaron Jones. Shout out to oh, Ron Dane. Game I almost got a picture with him. Almost got a picture with him. That I didn't ask been, though, dude. Eight year old James, I'm mad at you. Eight year old James just told me he's mad at you. I'll tell you the story when we get off. It was really weird. I like just he was just standing next to me with no one around him. He was like definitely waiting for someone to ask him to take a picture because he's Ron Dane. How big does he look now? He yeah, I didn't seem that. I, I I didn't look at him and think you won a Heisman Trophy. 
But like, he did you look like at a, him and say like, "Oh, you let yourself go"? Um, no, nah, I just think he looks like a guy who's in like his fifties. So uh, you know. Okay. Uh, game six. You want to talk about game six? I, I think don't he's really. Like early or game 40s. five. I mean, I don't have anything to say about game five. I'll say this: I, that was the greatest. That was individually the greatest game Kevin Durant has ever played in his life, and that was the a top five performance I've ever seen in my life. Period. Yeah, I mean, most of the things I listen to the, the, how well KD played has been documented already. Um, it's been talked about. It was. I mean, he's the best player in the world. Like if we're just there being honest, he's the best offensive player in the world. Um, what stood out to me in those final minutes was just how the block the Bucks still haven't addressed their primary need aside from coaching. And just like we could talk about the drop coverage, uh, we could talk about not literally attacking Harden every time, every second he was on and the. And when floor. Drew had an opportunity to do it, and that's where I was going to go. At the end, Drew was very disappointing. There was the Harden on an island, just taking his time, step back three, clank. There was one where he tried to drive, couldn't get past him, backed it out, and just, I think it was a turnaround fadeaway or elbow jumper fadeaway. He got one where he got past him and scored. He just really struggled to, like, get past Harden. Um, And I think it goes to the issue that, like, this team, and we've been saying it for a long time, they need a – creator they need an isolation guy they don't have that um especially when you're matching up um against a team that's not great that's not good defensively at all but they have guys that they have how do i say this those are the those are the moments you need that guy simply because that's the only way you're going to stay in the game against a team like that. You have to make the most of each possession, and the Bucks just didn't. And as much as it's on Budenholzer, Giannis's pull up jumpers are are, are on Budenholzer. Um, Drew not being able to get past Harden every single time is on Drew. Chris not Chris being able to get, well. He no, played well. Chris played a good game. I'm not mad at Chris Middleton no, for game five, but in the end. He wasn't no, because there. in the end he got Giannis in the perfect spot and he perfect. hit him and Giannis Great dropped play. the ball. Yeah, no, that wasn't on Chris. But I'm just saying, other than that play though, I can't think. I can't. No, he missed a floater. Um, he missed a pull up on the elbow. I I just worry that this team just doesn't have the guy. No, they don't to make a run, and I don't know how they get the guy. I just it's it's not going to happen. There was one play that was driving me insane, and I will give the TNT guys credit because Chuck even called it out on the, uh, after, after the game was over. And I was very happy he did. Cause I was yelling at my dad about it for like 30 minutes. What was it? Giannis has Harden in a post up and that is the freest bucket of all time. Stop it. He shot a fade away. Harden waves off the help and Giannis takes a baseline turnaround. Yep. And I was like, you offensively, it's not on bud. People. Are a, are a travesty, right now, yeah. and this and this entire series is perfectly indicative of why everybody talks perpetual shit about Giannis. I what I honestly have been watching this series, and I don't I don't mean it, but this thought has just continuously co- come up in my mind. And I no disrespect to Bucks fans who I know listen to this because they love you. I said I've been watching the series for the most part, and I'm like. This this guy has two MVPs. Like that's where I'm at with it in spurts with Giannis and the Bucks. Like 
we gave like they gave this guy two MVPs, and I get it. He does phenomenal things. I love his work ethic. I love his approach to the game. I love his personality. I love how strong he plays. But he needs somebody in his ear, in his ear, who needs who tells him, because you are our superstar, doesn't mean that you have to play like the quote unquote superstar in today's NBA does late in games. I don't want you shooting turnarounds. I want you to post James Harden's ass up. I want you to drive every time. I can live with you missing a contested layup far more than I can live with you shooting a turnaround jumper. Like it, yeah. I love Giannis. Um, I just I found myself wondering a lot, especially I mean he had I mean you look at his numbers in game five, like they were I think it was fourteen to twenty three, twenty like they were solid, but you just watch and you're like Well, he started the game seven to ten. So use that as context to how he yeah. played to finish the right. game. Yeah, I just uh, I just still have questions like where do they have a guy that can initiate nut crunching perimeter offense and get you a bucket consistently? No. no. Do and they they're have, tied to this roster too. Yeah. They have a coach that not only doesn't make changes but just doesn't really seem to understand simple like there was this is my thing no matter who you put on KD last night it it didn't matter. No, I agree with that. But it does bother me. But I, the drop coverage stuff. Brooke, there, yeah. Brooke Lopez and drop coverage. Not attacking hard in every position. Yeah. I, 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 I Listen. I think, because I, Vince uh, Goodwill tweeted this last night. And he's like, you know, KD was probably giving this to Giannis too. And I said, it's like Evil Knievel. Bud and Giannis get paid for the attempt. I would have liked for them to have tried to put the former defensive player of the year on Kevin Durant for at least one possession. They one. did in the first two games and it wasn't great. But I, you want in that moment I agree that I, you make a change. And Bud did actually make an adjustment in this game. You know what his adjustment for game 5 was? Not Don't play, play Bobby, Bobby Portis. Portis. Why was Bobby Portis not in this game? And I, you know what? I'm going to give Pat Connaughton some credit. Game 4 was the first game of my life that I I switched on Pat Connaughton. Because when he got his face split open and he's running off the floor and he's like pumping up the crowd and I was like, oh, wow. And 10 minutes later, he runs out and comes back on the floor with stitches in his head. I was like, I like this guy. Okay, I'm in on Pat Connaughton. And watching him in game, in game five, that was a really, really strong Pat Connaughton game. I thought it was actually a pretty good Pat Connaughton game. Patty I don't Cole. understand how you can get away with like your corner wings being – P.J. Tucker and Brooke Lopez, that's a championship. Like, I know that they're both good from the – like, P.J. Tucker, that's where he shoots. That's the corner. That's his thing. Game four, it was it was amazing. Yeah. He hit, he hit everything. I also – I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm living with Jeff Green taking eight threes in a playoff game. Even though yeah. he made seven of them. I mean, he was – yeah, that's not going to happen again. No. I, I just want to see more Giannis at five for longer periods. Less Brooke. Why was Bobby Portis not playing? Bud said it was spacing. Mike Budenholzer gets asked, hey, why did Drew Holiday dribble the ball into the ground for 17 seconds on 80 possessions and just throw up a brick? But the question was actually, why didn't you guys pass the ball? And he go, he starts the question with, well, Brooklyn hit a lot of tough shots. What? <laughs> or the, the start of the answer. I mean, I was like, wait, wait, wait. And then he just sort of just... Bucks reporters try so hard to get answers from Mike Budenholzer. Yeah. And he provides nothing of substance whatsoever 
and it is the this team's a joke. I'm ashamed of myself for falling for this circus act for the third consecutive year. Yeah, um, the Bucks could go 82. Like I know this is unfair, and it's stupid. The Bucks could go 82 and 0 next year, and I don't believe in them. And I'd pick the other team in the first round. Yep. I wouldn't, not personally, but yeah. I, in the I second round though. No, because I'm going to fall for it again. I'm excited you, to fall for it. But you pick the other team understand. in the second round. People don't understand about Milwaukee this year. And you should have said the same thing last year. Was This is your window. You have to do this now. We said this last year, and I'm getting very emotional because, I, again, I can feel all of this hitting me at once. <laughs> I can, You go into the playoffs last year. You're like, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are gone. They will not be gone next year. You have to win a championship right now. And then they blew it. And then you go into this year, and you're like, hey, all these people, oh my gosh, well, of course Milwaukee's going to win. There's all these injuries. You're right. Milwaukee should instead lose and then have the narrative be, and they lost to a bunch of scrubs. Like, Milwaukee doesn't win this narrative battle. No championship team in the history of basketball. I, has I wouldn't ever... say they lost to a bunch. They lost to uh, KD being better than everybody else. I'm sorry. This is narrative uh, going into game five because oh, everyone okay. was kind of like, Milwaukee's probably going to wrap this up. Yeah. We wasn't talked just about me. It. On our Wasn't just me. Basketball buds podcast. We were talking about Philly and Milwaukee, and Jay King had to step on and be like, "Yo, pump the brakes." <laughs> yeah, I don't think I said anything outlandish in te- when we were texting about the game. Oh yeah, let's do that. I don't think I said anything crazy. Oh, you definitely did. Nothing uh, that I didn't believe. Uh, no, you definitely believed it, but that doesn't mean it's not crazy. I don't know if something can be inherently crazy if I firmly believe it. But that's right. wrong. I don't even believe that. That's Here not we true. go. Um, you didn't text me that whole game four. That was convenient. Real, real big coincidence that Milwaukee steamrolls Brooklyn and James has what nothing to say. What day was that? It was literally yesterday. Yesterday? The, the, yesterday the game, wasn't game four. Game five was yesterday. I'm oh sorry, yeah, I yeah. You're talking, I thought you were looking for the text that we just had. No, I am. Um, all right, here we go. I'm totally. Here. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I don't know where to start. Okay, here we go. Giannis hitting those tonight. Blank out of here. Blank. Am I worried about? I just like trolling you. If they take a five-point lead, I'll start to feel some pressure. I that said, was about Brooklyn, by the way. Yep. I said if they tie this up, it's over. Meaning Brooklyn would win. Yeah. You literally, yeah. Nick says, you literally don't believe that. I. He says, you know it's over, too. You just don't want me to have the validation. Which I still believe. I truly do. You're lucky Joe Harris forgot how to play, I said. Which is very – yes. I Some, gave him – go ahead. Laughing emojis, five of them, six of them. Sorry, I'm seeing triple. Um, game three and four, I gave him a pass 100%, but now I just don't understand what's going on. Facts. I said they're finally hunting Harden, and Drew settles for a step back three. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. Nick, where the – is Bobby Portis. Brooke can't there defend it is. and drop to save his life. <laughs> I said, I said, trolling, I said Bobby would be barbecued chicken too. But why has he not longed, logged a single minute? What the is that? My response, he kicked a puppy. Nick, can I say something as a prisoner of the moment? Sure, this is Katie's best game. He's going stupid. I'm scared. I hate this team, LMAO. Complete, <laughs> complete effing circus act. They're going to be fine, but holy shit. I said, they're not though. They're not going to be fine. They are, but Drew literally just being $180 million Eric Bledsoe is all-time bad news. Me laughing emoji emojis. You watch Joe bury them because why not? I'm, I said, the, I, I, let's, let me just as a quick sidetrack. I'm glad that it was Kevin Durant. 
I'm glad that for 48 minutes it was Kevin Durant and Joe Harris didn't remember how to play basketball. It wasn't Landry Shamit or you know Blake or Bruce Brown. Like I'm glad that it was just Kevin Durant. Yeah, no, I get That's, that. And also, I guess it was Jeff Green. But what am I going to do? Be mad about a Motown Noah All Star giving the Milwaukee Bucks 26 in a NBA playoff game on seven threes? Yeah, of course no, not. It was I get awesome. it. I'm just a few more here. I'm at some of my favorite late night Nick texts. I said no one's getting their own budget, bucket nut crunching time. Giannis isn't doing what he needs to, not getting guys on the block consistently. Drew can't get past uh, Harden, and, and Chris is kind of stuck in the middle. Your response to to that make a wish ass coach. <laughs> <laughs> and then my and then and then the last one that I'll read. I have legitimate hatred in my heart toward Bodenholzer. I still I'm gonna I'm I'm uh, I don't know if I want to stand by that. I believed it last night. I would like to retract that. Okay. No, I'm no. gonna keep it out there for a little bit longer. Off the record, you tweeted me. No, or texted me. Nope, nope. You're not saying that out loud. You are not reading that text. But we already talked about it. You talked about it, and at some point throughout this podcast, I was nodding my head at something that James was saying, but I won't say what. All right. We'll just end on this. Giannis has no bag. I don't know if I agree with that. All right. I want to move on to something else. Okay. I don't think Giannis has a bag. James does not think Giannis has a bag. Do you you care about the Mavericks? Do you want to talk about it? I don't want to talk about the Mavericks. No, shout out to Tim Cato, though. Shout out to Tim Cato. Who's your who's your uh, your your best athlete friend at the athletic? Ooh, that's a good question. Is it Eric? Don't I? There's someone that if you say I'm gonna be really no. bummed. Oh, that sounds really disrespectful <sighs> to who the person I'm thinking. I just won't I say text name. I I have a lot of really friend, good friends at the athletic that I talk to a lot. I would say that the person I'm legitimately closest. Me and Fred are very close. Um, Fred Katz, who covers the Wizards, but Nick Cosmiter, who now covers the Broncos for us, but covered the Nuggets for a long time and has been covering the Nuggets this playoffs. When I'm in Denver, like we, I go get lunch with him and his son, who's an infant. We talk about shoes. We don't talk as much as I do with the other ones, but he also has he's a wife and a kid. Uh, but he lives in Denver. My dad lives in Denver. Yeah, we're super oh, yeah. tight. I'm tight with Tim Cato. I mean, I'm tight with Kelly Eco. Um. Yeah, I got. I, we're all we're all really close, man. That's one reason I like working here. We're we're all really really close. Mike Borkinoff. Who who does? I apologize. I don't our know Knicks writer. Name. Gotcha. Yeah. So we're gonna. You heard this beeping sound. <laughs> that it, there was no beep. I just edited it out. What, okay. I said something that I wasn't allowed to say. I got in trouble for saying it. Which You're I realized that if people know that I'm drunk, they're gonna think that I said something really some real. Something no, not really nothing bad at all. Just. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, so, uh, James, I just realized we're having a conflict of interest. So the Motown No Awards are supposed to be next week. I feel like we should be doing our lottery show next week. All right, yeah. So we need to tell people right now on this show, yes. we will do our Motown Noah slash hoodie purchaser podcast. Shit. Because if it's the lottery next I'm week, I'm going to be feel in like Florida we should... the week after. Uh. I uh, oh my gosh we're never gonna do this thing but I, I you know what I'm saying I feel like we need to do a full lottery thing and okay so this is what we might have to do we're gonna have to do a lottery pod right after the lottery oh, okay okay sure 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 and sure, then sure. I say we do Thursday sure okay 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 folks uh Nick Nick from the BNC account will send you a Zoom link 
Yes. Over for, the next few days. For a Thursday at tentatively 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yes. For our 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 media our, our podcast slash Moton No Awards for those who bought a hoodie and such. Yes. Yes. And next week. If, if for some reason I because I'm gonna have because again I'm in Michigan technically I'm on vacation so I'm, like I said over the next few days I'll be I'll be sending them out. If for some reason uh, you did buy a hoodie and you didn't get a Zoom link by like Sunday, uh, DM us on Bun and Cardigan and I'll yes. get you that link. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, What's your favorite birthday gift you've ever gotten? I don't know if I could do birthday. So it's easier for me to just think of gift in general. Okay. Like I remember Christmas gifts a little bit more. Uh, one of my favorite ones ever was my dad got me a signed photo of Kurt Rambis. Does he not love you? I love Kurt Rambis. Why do you love Kurt Rambis? He looks like me. I was going to say... As I'm saying that, I'm like, holy shit, dude. If Kurt yeah, Rambis, what do you mean? If Kurt Rambis was 50 years younger. He's and, a Knicks legend, yeah. And, um, yeah, let me not say that. It, 50 years younger and played Tony Hawk. I kind of want to know what you were going to say. Okay, no, yeah. Um, Grandma uh, Hankel listens. I don't think, I don't know if she listens to the podcast. We're not going to say it. Okay, you'll tell me off the air. Yeah. Uh, it's not that bad. I'm uh I'm I I have I got nothing James I'm out I got nothing I got nothing in the tank right now I'm totally out of it in this yeah I mean I think we we've won an hour which I'm totally I, think, spacing. I think we gave him a good fifty minutes of content this is why we don't do two a week at this oh, point in gosh. time oh. um, and plus oh, Nick man. is is starting to get the spins yeah uh no Nick get that out of there don't put that in there <laughs> okay all right all right hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Uh, alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe. Leave a review if you're feeling generous. That'd be nice. I haven't had a review in a while. Miss reviews. Reviews are great. Had to play Tourist Guide in Chicago for a few days. Didn't love that. Had to go to the Bean. Wanted to be holding a sign being like, I live here. I'm not a tourist. <laughs> are uh, you going to regret saying what you just said? I don't remember. What did I just say? You didn't. You had to play Tourist and didn't love it. A tourist Guide? Did I say Tourist? I meant Tourist Guide. Tourist Guide. I don't like playing tourist guide because it's difficult for me as somebody who doesn't go out. You're right. That was a bad optic. If I don't explain it, I don't like playing tourist guide because as somebody who stays inside all the time, even though I live in Chicago, I don't know where to go. Yeah. So when people are like, where should I eat? I'm like, there's a really good Popeye's. There's a nice hard rock cafe a couple blocks away. Right. You know what I mean? So like that rainforest cafe, like going to the bean was actually fine. I just hate feeling like I don't want people to think that I'm a tourist. I want people to know like I live here. Yeah. You know, I don't know why that bothers me, but it does. So, so it only makes me nervous because normal. It only makes me nervous because I can't do the food recommendation thing. I don't know where to tell you to go. And then we end up eating at a chain and we eat whatever you do. Don't tell anybody to eat at Giordano's. Oh, we tried. It was a circus act. I tried to tell him. Why everybody was in line to get lasagna? Uh, They they damn sure don't sell pizza. They don't don't sell pizza at Giordano's. All right, ladies and gentlemen. If you listen to this on app, I already did this. I don't have to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Peace. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace, 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 peace.